1: Hello and welcome to Podcast Unlocked episode 426, our second show of the year, but this year has no chill and we have a ton coming up, including that Sony is, surprise, not going to E3 this year, but Microsoft is, Um, and also that Xbox won't have any Series X exclusives for maybe the first year or so. And we also have a first look at Master Chief's new do for the Halo series, but, uh, We don't actually have the look. We just have some descriptions of it. But we're going to do our best to kind of use our imagination because nobody knows what Master Chief looks like. Um, And then we have that and plenty more on this episode of Podcast Unlocked. I'm Marina Sanchez filling in for Ryan McCaffrey while well, he is out on a very exciting assignment that I'm sure he's going to want to talk about whenever he gets back. Um, but today I have a very great panel. We're almost back to full staff. We're getting there. Joining me is Destin Laguerre.
3: Bam! Stay. A little bit of hype up in this show.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, no chill this year. We've got so much to talk no about. No chill. Yeah. Brandon hey. making his 2020 debut.
4: Hi. Yeah. Hello. I hey, missed hello, last week, welcome but I'm back. back and I'm tired and I'm ready to go.
1: Yay. <laughs> And Mark Medina join us again.
2: Hi, I'm back again. Yeah, uh, DiGiorno Pizza also not going to E3. They did <laughs> about that.
1: Oh, so, oh, really? Yeah. So I, I, I
2: didn't see it on the paper.
4: Did that really happen?
2: Yeah, they did. That's They're like, great. hey, guys, we're also not going to E3
4: <laughs> Not in an official capacity, <laughs> yeah. but every year a lot of DiGiorno pizza is eaten at E3. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of pizza for sure. Um, so let's just jump into it. Yeah. Sony is not at E3 again. I will go ahead and read their statement. Um, honestly, this is like a huge surprise because I did think that they were going to be back with the new console generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so here is what sony had to say after thorough evaluation um sony entertainment has decided not to participate at in e3 2020 we have a great respect for the esa as an organization but we do not feel the vision of e3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year we will build upon our global events strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe, our focus—hundreds, wow—our uh, focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic line of upcoming titles for the PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we're truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. So it's kind of interesting that they specifically point to saying, "Hey, the ESA's yeah. thing with E3 is just not what we're feeling." It's mm-hmm. like what? That's-
0: mm-hmm.
4: An interesting uh, thing to like lead off with your statement with, um, obviously. I don't like
3: where E three has been going. How do you guys feel? Obviously, like, I'm, it's a I business, hate. Yeah. I hate the whole like it's open to everybody now. It's like yeah, that's yeah. Gamescom or like that is like these fan event experiences that right. Xbox and Sony is already doing. That is not what E three was about, and the ESA just doesn't care. They became a consumer facing uh, company. Our, na- our
2: names are still up. Oh, and Borba's shoot. freaking.
3: Producer <laughs> Borba's like, what yeah. do I do? That
1: was the thing I forgot to press. That's all right. I did it. But yeah, so um,
3: I don't love the direction that E3's been going the last few years. And they just seem like they keep bragging about attendance numbers. And I'm like, that makes the experience worse for everyone well Mm -hmm. it's moving further
4: from a trade show into a consumer show now right
1: yeah Mm -hmm. So yeah we have so many consumer shows already that like know what they're doing like a pax Mm -hmm. event is such a fun thing yeah and you don't have the same experience going to e3 like i i have heard from some people who have gone to e3 that they're just like this is really disappointing there's so many lines there's not a lot for us to do Mm -hmm. and but that's what e3 is like it's not geared toward consumers like you're kind of seeing some boosts like make that shift I'm like oh well we want to be friendly to the people who are coming but like, at what cost? And it's it's a very strange change. Um, but I think it's still even stranger that again, saying with the new console generations just right around the corner, that Sony wants to skip this in lieu of their own events. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony also did not announce any dates or any sort of indication when they're going to hold their own events.
3: Congrats, ESA! You have pushed away some of the biggest people that drive yes, Sony- traffic. to E3. Sony's out. Microsoft. They have a presence they're, there. They're so still there. But
1: Microsoft. Like, they're, they're doing confer- their.
3: Uh, conference
1: e- right. EA
2: left years ago yeah you know? yeah um, it's weird it makes me wonder if sony is ever gonna come back to e3 only because it's Why? like
3: what well, do they get by coming back oh, no, no, no. i'm not, I'm not saying like, i want yeah. them back I'm, I'm saying I'm...
2: it's weird to think that like okay they didn't come last year and everyone's like well that's because you know it's the end of the generation they don't want to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars uh just to compete for news and and not have a lot to show but we thought for sure they'd be there this year. Their consoles launching this year, yeah. and yet no. So it's like, if if not this year, then probably why next year? Probably why not. Year after I wouldn't that? see it like, happening yeah. again. Yeah. It's it's very strange to think that it's like that. That might be it.
1: So late last night, Phil Spencer did confirm that Microsoft will be at E3. Um, He tweeted, our team is hard at work on E3. We are looking forward to sharing with all who love to play what's ahead for us. Our art form has consistently been propelled by the cross-section of creativity and technical process. 2020 is a milestone year in that journey for Mm -hmm. Team Xbox. So
3: so. interesting he phrased it that way. Will you be present during the e3 conference but off-site like you were last year or are you actually yeah. going to be on that show floor where you have to pay
4: millions of dollars for booth space mm-hmm. i don't think yeah. they i don't think they will i mean why
3: what benefit we, well do because they
4: get? they own the nokia theater now it's now i right. think the microsoft theater and it it's is. exactly it's literally five minutes from <laughs> from the e3 door to yeah. the door of the microsoft theater so it yeah. it makes total sense like you have that space own it you mm-hmm. don't like you said you don't have to pay that yeah. million dollars the $10,000 per square foot of mm-hmm. show floor mm-hmm. space or whatever ridiculous price tag it is. I,
0: gonna,
4: I, I agree with where all you yeah. guys are coming
3: with. I'm not saying like this is a bad idea on Sony's part or Microsoft's part. I'm saying it's smarter for them to do their events elsewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah. the ESA is going to suffer, and E3 is going to suffer because of this weird direction that ESA is taking.
1: Maybe DiGiorno mm-hmm. will rethink their tweet yeah, and uh, I, buy I, that booth I, space. Yeah, there's all, all this free space now. <laughs> Con,
3: Yeah. Um, and...
2: Yeah, I I think I think stuff happening around E3 like I w- I was reading different tweets and a lot of people are like good they're not going to E3 like that's totally fine and it's like I think E3 is still an exciting time it's still relevant for uh, yeah and it's it's a little it was a little weird uh you know missing out on Sony last year around that time uh I like this direction of like EA is like we're not part of E3. But we're going to do our showcase Mm -hmm. during E3. And that's kind of what Microsoft, that's that's what everybody's still doing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, hopefully we just get more of that.
1: There's people surrounding E3. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, when you're actually at the E3 days, like those show floor days, you you felt Sony's absence. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see how much emptier yeah. it was, it how, how fewer yeah. things there were. And there's just, like, this big space of nothingness. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, usually it's, like, you know, really packed. Of course, around the Nintendo booth, it's, like, you know, you're like arm to arm with other people. Mm-hmm. But um, I think with having sony skip out it is just a little bit less fanfare and yeah maybe mark they will do something like right before e3 or like just preceding those actual show floor days Mm -hmm. but i kind of think that they're going to take it super far ahead of that and just have their own very big event and try to make their again like keeping their own news cycle right Mm -hmm.
4: i I think it speaks to what the value of e3 is now Mm -hmm. it's less of a physical event and more of a period of time during the year. Like it is E3 time where everybody announces and makes their announcements. You know Mm -hmm. you're gonna get announcements from EA and Sony um, just because that is when people are tuning in. This is their chance to grab the mainstream that's when they reveal things. It's an exciting time for us, Mm -hmm. for consumers, for publishers, for devs. Um, I think it means less as a physical uh, show now. I, I think with the absence of EA and Sony, And I think you're going to start seeing more and more people pull away from E3. I wonder in in the past years, we have speculated that the ESA has shifted toward this more consumer driven show in order to, uh, you know, double down on the value and make it that, that, that booth space, make it worth, uh, the investment from publishers, right? Because they're not, now they're not just selling to us, the media. They're not just selling to other publishers and developers. They're selling to consumers, but is that worth it anymore? Like, now that it's a consumer show, is it worth it for Sony to spend those millions and millions of dollars to have a presence there when they can get just as much from a PlayStation Direct or a, you know, a PSX, right? Mm-hmm. Even
3: was- brands even brands like us, we opted not to be on the show floor last mm-hmm. year because we can do a better live show off-site. Off-site, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Uh,
2: what and I was people like is it. It's, it's weird to see this, like, uh, weird shift where it's like, PlayStation leaves, and Microsoft, I mean, they could also leave, but instead they're they're choosing to kind of capitalize on Sony. Just Sony's embrace it, yeah. By being like, okay, well, then we're going to go harder. And it's like they didn't have a ton to show in 2019, but at the same time, their conference was still super cool mm-hmm. because it's like, they're like, well, we're the big one at E3 they now, had- so. I
1: would say they actually had a lot to show in 2019. Like, they had a mm-hmm. great... Yeah show that definitely took like notes from sony's playbook and just having these reels of awesome game after game after yeah. game and just like really hitting us with so much stuff and like it was really exciting to watch that too it's like we had so many things to look forward to and we still do and mm-hmm. i think that's going to be this year too it's like we have so much we don't know about next gen still and this will be a great opportunity for them to showcase that
3: so let me ask this question mm-hmm. will sony ever go back to e3 mark kind of hinted at it i think they're done yeah
2: I, I would assume that they are like i said if if they're not doing this year, which you know this is gonna be the a, a really big year for at least the next yeah you know the biggest year in the next for the next seven years because this is the console you know launch uh if they're not doing this year, you would have to assume that there's no big reason to show up next year or the year after or the year after
4: yep. I think they will they'll go back eventually yeah um <clears throat> if only because Uh, The definition of E3 is going to shift at some point. You know, something has got to give at some point. Mm -hmm. Either the ESA is going to wise up and realize that whatever uh, relationships they have with these developers and publishers isn't paying off anymore, or E3 is going to die and no one's going to go back. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if they want to maintain this as the pinnacle of uh, video game newsdom of the year... Uh, They need to figure out a way to appease not only the publishers and developers, but the consumers and the trade outlets as well. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you have to make this show valuable for everybody involved.
3: It definitely feels like a ESA midlife crisis sort of happening. I think they're yeah. at a crossroads. They don't yeah. really know. And, and Where I mean, do we it's, go? it's a
4: long time coming, right? The rise of the influencer, mm-hmm. the, the rise of non-traditional media, the rise of uh, developers and publishers being able to directly speak to their audience, not really needing us. Like, look at Blizzard. You know, Blizzard doesn't ever attend E3 because they have their one event per year. And then the rest of the year they set up preview events or review events. And that works totally fine. So Mm -hmm. we're at this weird sort of crossroads where all these traditional uh, ways of speaking about games and reaching out and touching your audience uh, is is sort of, it's all jumbled up right now. And we need to wait for the blocks to settle. And then we'll figure out like what the games industry is going to look like for the next decade.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's very well put. I, I agree. I don't actually, well, I kind of agree. I don't think we'll go back though. No. despite everything you- i think i think yes he will figure it out but i don't, I just don't think sony wants or cares about it anymore yeah. i think if this year they didn't go back it's just it's just not going to happen again which That's is going to be interesting because we want to see how maybe microsoft takes more advantage of that mm-hmm. i don't think nintendo is going to change its direction with just having its directs and i think it's worked really well for them and so now we have like this bigger open space for mm-hmm. other game companies to come in and have their own like special limited conferences um and those are always fun too and we we don't talk about those as much just because they are just multi-platform sort of deals right but there's the uh, square yeah to some extent Konami, ubisoft. but
4: i think it's been a few years yeah ubisoft yeah so. ubisoft, yeah.
1: yeah devolver always have a fun one <sighs> <Evolver's laughs> maybe yeah. they'll get they'll take the sony spot <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
4: if you like watching bursters come out <laughs> on stage
1: you're gonna love Devolver. how do you like chaos <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much. Um, yeah so I, I think we're gonna have a lot in store um I think I'm ready. We want to move on to this next topic because it's also huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think huge for a lot of people who may be like kind of on the fence about moving on to the Series X next year oh, or yes. th- this year, actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we got the news in that Xbox won't have any Series X exclusives for at least a year. And Brandon, would you like to fill us in on this news?
4: On the news? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um the school of thought is with a new console, you get games targeted at these new consoles and these new specs, and they're going to be awesome and amazing. They're going to harness the full power of the of the console. Microsoft is basically coming in and saying you're not going to see things like that for a few years afterward, mm-hmm. um, largely because they're not going to alienate the Xbox One family of devices. So you're going to get Microsoft's, I don't know, uh, Hellblade 2 is going to come to the Series X, but it's also going to come to the Xbox One. Right. Mm-hmm. I assume so. I imagine if it comes out I within mean, like the next, we few don't years have news something. on that. I'm just using yeah. it as we an example. No um, and what that what that essentially means is that they're going to develop a SKU for their devices and then scale up or down depending on, you know, what what each device can handle. And this isn't the first time we've seen this. If you remember the transition from the three sixties to the Xbox One era um i think a really good example of this is middle earth shadow of um which one was the first one mordor Mordor. Mordor. i should know that (laughs) (laughs) it's (laughs) been a few
1: years it's fine Uh, no dan
4: reviewed it i did the ign first on i think Mm -hmm. both of them Mm -hmm. um middle earth shadow of mordor its major selling point was the nemesis system which is friggin awesome and i'm surprised developers and publishers haven't just wholesale stolen it because (laughs) it's a fantastic system the three, the Xbox 360 version of it did not include the nemesis system mm. the Xbox One version did mm-hmm. so in addition to maybe a scaled down resolution and if so i before working at IGN i used to work in mobile development and this is exactly what we would do uh we would make a game for uh 300 devices and to cover all 300 of those devices you made five SKUs. you know SKU 1 2 3 4 5 one covers 30 two covers 40 Uh, three covers of these 20 devices. Mm -hmm. And what essentially happens is these SKUs are developed in such a way that SKU one covers high-end devices and low-end devices based on the form factor. So you have features A, B, C, and D. uh, The highest-end devices does all of them. And Mm -hmm. as you continue to move down to the lowest common denominator for that SKU, you start unchecking features or you scale down resolution or Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, you know, the frame rate dips because it doesn't have the memory to support it all. And that's what I'm seeing. That's what I think we'll be seeing. That's that's what I hope we'll be seeing with the Series X. I hope it's not a development team making two different SKUs
0: because that kills development time. This week's podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, unlocked without the e that's n-o-r-d vpn.com slash u-n-l-o-c-k-d and that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan and best of all there's no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the e
3: Let me just tell you this. A developer, we've had this conversation a few times, and a developer yeah. did respond directly to mm-hmm. the podcast and to me to say uh, they develop it more like with PCs. Mm-hmm. So you develop mm-hmm. for different graphics cards, basically, yeah. and you, you scale down appropriately, and it's actually not that taxing. On yes, them. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it, so it's the best-case scenario.
4: Right? So I think the worst-case scenario that everyone <laughs> thinks is you're going to have one studio dividing their time across a high-end version and a low-end version, mm-hmm. or even worse than that, you'll have... Uh, like a port of it from another studio, right? That, Which that is not going to happen. We've seen a lot of, yeah, in the past generations yeah, is yeah. what I'm saying. Um, what I hope, what I hope happens is they develop for the Series X for the top, as high up as they can get based mm. on the hardware that they have. And then it's modular. So they start unchecking features, maybe downscale resolution, maybe downscale frame rate in order to support the Xbox One. But I think the mistake is to develop to do the easier route, I believe, which is to develop for the lowest common denominator, and then try to scale up. In which mm-hmm. case, you get a, a sort of a reduction in quality at something that's supposed to be your tip-top marquee yeah, version scale, of the game.
3: They scale down.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: I'd like but to think that's, that, that's that they're doing it the right yeah. way. Yeah, I think,
2: I think it's a real pro-consumer move. Like they talk about how it's uh, it's they don't want people buying an Xbox One or One X mm-hmm. today to not feel alienated yes. in, in the nine months or whenever uh, the new consoles come out. I think I think Microsoft is just super super focused on getting people into this uh into this uh you know ecosystem they have where it's like with Game Pass uh instead of trying to sell a billion copies of you know Forza they instead want people to get Game Pass and then you just get Forza and Halo and any any other first party titles and so it's kind of it, I kind of see the like the yeah. similarities between how they're doing with Game Pass and game sales to uh, now, how they're doing their consoles, where it seems like they're just more about getting people into the ecosystem, yeah, any way they and, can,
1: and making it simple too. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that I've, I'm still surprised by is that your old peripherals will work with the Series X. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. have to worry about like, oh, well, I just bought this brand new Elite Two controller. Like, why would I?
4: And we know? we actually asked we this did. question like yeah. a couple mm-hmm. months ago. It's like, why would you spend two hundred dollars on a controller when you know the next generation of controllers is going to come out? Well, because Microsoft is smart. And they know that (laughs) their infrastructure (laughs) and their economy uh, is going to be supported up and down moving forward. Um, I I found the tweet
3: about uh, how the developer does this. It's a a producer at Elphonic talking about how they they scale appropriately. They said, uh, I'm a dev and just wanted to weigh in on the scale up or scale down combo. I had it right in the previous episode. If you have uh, the SKUs, you create to the highest and then scale down. Love the show. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you, Matt, for writing into the you. That's really good. Yeah, that's
1: super helpful. I mean, obviously, we can't have all the insight in the world, and it, we definitely read those notes whenever we get them and appreciate them because it's, yeah. again, very helpful. We can educate other people, too.
3: My, my, my main issue was with this headline, actually, because it comes off a little –
4: Misleading,
3: yeah. Right? It's,
1: it's it's very. I mean, it's a very flat, unbiased. Like, just this is what it is. But it does feel like almost targeted because, like, mm-hmm. oh well, they won't have exclusives. Like, that's yeah. not. That's it's how it's not interpreted, right? Tr- yeah, that's, it's that's like it does make sense that it's not exclusive specifically yeah. to the Series X, which right. there were games for the Xbox One when it launched that were just for that because mm-hmm. it used like things like the connect and other peripherals that you couldn't use anywhere else, and so this makes sense and I think it almost comes like as like a shock but if you know anything about you know console launches Mm -hmm. of course it's going to have its things that are like just going to be best there oh you'll have Um,
4: Microsoft exclusives yes and and
1: that's that's what it is like that's 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 the the tricky part now because because
4: Microsoft is no longer a one platform publisher
3: absolutely
1: Mm
4: -hmm. so And, and that's okay they will have exclusives
3: but they're going to run on the Xbox One X, the Series X, and PC. Mm-hmm. They're going to be available everywhere. And that's okay. Yeah. When you read this, you think Xbox is in trouble. It's you, like, oh, you, no, you they're
1: only launched with third parties. Yeah. It's like, I, no. I see a lot of community
4: <laughs> comments where it's like, well, next generation, I don't need to buy an Xbox. I'll mm-hmm. just buy a PlayStation 5 and a PC.
1: That's, that's fine microsoft's yeah. totally fine with you. That. Awesome. Yeah, totally good totally yeah. good
4: <laughs>
2: because um, you're still buying the games from their store yeah. i
4: mean, I mean and so- software and subscription is what sells mm-hmm. right the mm-hmm. consoles are the loss leader you buy the console to get into the ecosystem and then they sell but back to miranda's point about how they make it easier than ever i mean look at xbox oh god the branding on these things xbox game pass ultimate or xbox yep. ultimate for yep. the pc uh, for, for everything, for you yeah. you spend and, and fifteen bucks a month, you get gold and Game Pass mm-hmm. and Game Pass oh, yeah. PC,
1: which is still in beta, by the way. Which
4: like, still in beta. worth, sure. worth
1: noting, and does not have everything. And but. then at
4: some point, again, to to mm-hmm. hammer down on that, you get X Cloud in the future if they add that to it. um It's they're creating an ecosystem where you can spend fifteen dollars a month, mm-hmm. and you get basically whatever you want. Like you can do whatever you want. It's the World of Warcraft subscription service. World of Warcraft has been printing money for twelve years, yeah. uh, because everybody who plays it spends fifteen dollars a month. They don't have to think about it, or I think they dropped it to ten bucks a month at one point. I, I can't remember. It's been years since I've played. But then, like consoles, every year, every other year, you buy, you spend, you drop fifty bucks, and you buy the expansion in addition to the fifteen dollars you spend per month. Yeah. It's a genius. It's a genius way to sell goods and services. Yeah, it really is. It keeps people in the family. You don't have to think about anything, and you make one purchase every couple of years. Mark, what's Sony's equivalent, and how does it – is it good?
2: Uh, I just wanted to add on that <laughs> yeah. real quick. That I think it's really funny. I just built a computer from the ground up, and two of the parts that I bought came with three months of Game Pass Ultimate. It's, oh, so I dang. have six months of Game Pass it's Ultimate. genius. I think my, like my CPU – and I want to say like my case or the memory huh. came with codes for Game Pass Ultimate. That's nice. You got a and I was like – I was like, what's that? I
3: was excited about your new PC build. Did you get it to boot? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's great. I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 3. I I can't. (laughs)
2: Anyways, uh, PlayStation Now is getting better. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was terrible, but yeah, just uh, I I haven't looked at it in a while, but it's like... they're doing so basically it used to be streaming only and now it's uh you can download PS4 and I believe PS2 games. You can still only stream PS3 games. There's a ton of games on there more than I I thought there was. I haven't looked in a while. The thing that they're doing what's weird versus Game Pass is it seems like when a game gets added to Game Pass. I thought there was like a lot of buzz when Game Pass first started where it was like hey uh, here's a game, but just so you know, these games can be taken off. Mm. And I actually don't see a ton of games being taken off of Game Pass. Yeah. Really I feel like once rare. they hit Game Pass, yeah. I feel like they're just on there. And so they started with like a library of like 80 and now they're like 200 and something games in. And I'm like, where the games aren't going anywhere. They're just mm. saying where PlayStation Now keeps doing this thing where it's like, here's Horizon and God of War but, all, but they're only going to be on here for like two months. Yeah. So PlayStation Now is definitely like way down here compared to game pass as of right now and then obviously game pass has the thing where it's on pc and you get day one uh xbox titles with it
4: i'm, I'm su- subscribe, sorry words i'm subscribed to the playstation equivalent right mm-hmm. um but i rarely use it and so i don't actually know how often games are added to it i know it's sort of every month but um in your opinion, in, in in your experience, do you mm-hmm. do you think that the because it's sort of timed, uh, not exclusive, but but uh, there's, timed access? Yeah, timed access yeah. is a good way to put it. Um, since they're timed access, does that mean that generally you get access to newer games? Um, no, because the ones that I keep putting on there are like, like with uh, Death Stranding hit. At some point in the next couple of months?
2: Probably not. Like, I don't know because they just barely started doing this whole like we're putting big our like, first kind of party it. place. Yeah. Uh so maybe, but the thing is is the the offerings that they have right now are kinda eh, only because it's like God of War, Uncharted, Horizon. Those are games that you can walk into a GameStop and get used for honestly probably like ten or fifteen dollars. Right. So you're paying. If PlayStation Now is cheaper now. It's like ten bucks a month, so it's more on par with Game Pass. But you're, you're subscribing for a limited access to something like Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. that you can just walk to the store and get for way cheaper. Where with something like Game Pass, you're getting first, you know, yeah, day, all the first party day and day. Yeah. yeah, and and right. the thing is, it's not even just first party stuff. Uh, like, After Party came out day and date. Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds came out day and date. I think Outer Wilds. Outer Wild. Like, there's a lot of third-party games <laughs> that are just, like, day and date. And we haven't seen anything like that with PlayStation now, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that they, they have a lot of catching up to do if they want to try yep. to learn from how Microsoft is really doing something that's really great and consumer-focused. Um, So this actually, the new story about this series, X-Exclusivity and whatnot, came from MCV when they were talking with Xbox Game Studio boss Matt Booty. Yeah. You know him. And uh, yeah. he specifically said that they wanted to make sure that you can, of course, play up and down the family devices for mm-hmm. the first two years or so. And they want to said, and this is the quote, we want to make sure that if someone invests in an Xbox between now and Series X, that they feel that they made a good investment and that we're committed to them with content. Yeah. So, yeah like that's just very obvious from everything they're doing like not even just their content it's also their peripherals and like everything they've been just pushing forward um i think the pc thing is something that always stands out to me because people are like well i just don't need it because i can have a pc it's like that's good for you obviously
4: welcome to the microsoft family (laughs) yeah
1: we can play games together it's so exciting yeah yeah
4: i i think i i really i really have a distaste for like the tribalism involved in in consoles Mm -hmm. um I think that, like, I love my PlayStation because I get to play games like God of War and Uncharted and Death Stranding on it. Um, I think I always default to my Xbox because it's just my ecosystem. That's what I came up playing. Mm -hmm. Like 12-hour binges of Halo 2 online, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's not a slight to look at the PC as your entry point into the Microsoft ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I think that no matter how you get to play these cool games that are coming out, that's great. Everybody wins, you know?
1: Right. And like they they put them there for a reason. Yeah. Right. It's because mm-hmm. like, they want that audience to be able to play these games.
4: And you, and we're getting to a point now where like, you know, hey, I grew up loving and playing Age of Empires. Guess what? I get to play a new one at some point now mm-hmm. on PC, sure, but still it's part of the Microsoft ecosystem, part of that family. So there's there is value to being a PC gamer in, you know, that ecosystem. Yep. I think there's
2: always seismic shifts when it comes to the video game industry. I think things that made sense 10 years ago are completely different now. Like, we're all digital now. And, mm. and, uh, there, there are definitely things, but there are people that are like, yeah, but I still, I was just talking to somebody online the other day and I was like, hey, uh, I, I'm playing through Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I was like, hey, if you have an Xbox, <laughs> it's not a, this just happened to be the conversation. I was like, they're all on Game Pass. And, uh, he's like, yeah, but I like, owning games right uh i like i like going to physical games right and you're like whoa that's weird but 10 years ago that wasn't weird a lot of people liked owning their games and so playstation is going at a very traditional route which is we're going to have exclusives day one and all the you know very traditional on how they're doing it where xbox is kind of shifting how they're approaching things and it's like who's who knows which way is the right way like we won't know for a few years i don't think there is a right way
4: honestly right now but for my money... Like they and seem again, to always just...
2: have gone hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah. So I think people are wondering, like, whoa, Sony's not going to E3. What does this mean for E3 and Microsoft? Whoa, the Xbox isn't going to have exclusives, but PlayStation will, but then they have Game Pass. And it's like it's the first I mean, time where also, things are really starting to...
1: We don't know a lot about PlayStation 5 yet. We don't know That's if they're going to launch That's just true. exclusives, or if they're going to do the same thing as Microsoft and like let it go back up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we don't. I imagine
4: they have to, because your install base... Sony, I don't.
1: I don't think they have to. Sony,
4: Sony has the market share. Sony has yeah. the install base. Mm-hmm. Sony, uh, like Microsoft and Walmart, and you know, every major corporation out there knows that you don't alienate your 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 install base, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to support the PS4 for at least a few years. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of a given. Um, I would be surprised if they just started creating exclusives for the ps5 without a thought to the ps4 i mean that's what they did for ps4 though yeah that's
1: like, like, it launched with is-
4: Killzone and and, me- and
2: it metal did- gear right well metal gear was on both yeah. generations but uh um wait what metal gear launched with the uh, ps metal gear 5 but it, no no, I mean, no it, no. Did, it, didn't, it didn't come out at launch and it also oh both. never mind i'm
0: thinking of ps3 i'm I thinking of
2: four um but uh um there was like smaller ones like Full Zone and stuff like that. But and, mm-hmm. and That's the only and one I even remember. even yeah. Xbox was Rise and um, oh, yeah, a few Rise. other things. Yes. And, but, the, but then yeah. PlayStation just just a few months later was the order eighteen eighty six and What's the what's the magic game? Yeah, <laughs> I, did I
0: know. do the guide for that. I'm just like, we both
2: laughed. Oh, <laughs> I mean, man. we can all laugh at Rise as well. Hey. Not a great game.
1: Hey, that game hey, was hey, better people. than the Order. Oh yeah.
4: Okay. I mean, I, I reviewed the Order <laughs> 1886. I gave it a 6.5. I, I still think that uh, game was yeah. gorgeous. It was just very it's flawed. Pretty, very and pretty. pretty and, then, yeah.
1: and then you're like, well, I guess at least it's pretty. You're like, all right,
4: story's just getting going. Credits. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played that game.
1: I didn't die for it. You should. You have It's, I, it's, yeah. it's You've really tough because
4: because
2: every <laughs> because everyone's like it's so gorgeous and I'm like yeah, but like it was so gorgeous when it came out in like what early 2014. I'm like, is it still like the 15. showcase of what PS4 can? To you. I don't no, know it's it it's anymore. it's certainly <laughs> so not. Now I feel like uh, I don't have yeah. any reason to play. Anyways, so basically what I'm saying is is they both went the traditional route of yeah. getting as many right. New there's like a, a reason to buy could. this
1: new console beyond just new features, right? Yeah, like it's, a, so it's a, it, you can only play this here.
2: Yeah, and so it it did work for the most part for PlayStation. Like they grew that install base. So it's a, it just depends on how much. Now that power is kind of I don't want to say peaking, but it's getting to this point where it's like every game. Is kind of kind of run the same. It's just going to look prettier. It is. Mm. Make, it does make me wonder. Okay. Like I mean, how many people are going uh, if they're going to need people to jump on the new platform. That,
4: that's fair. And I'll I'll walk back my comments to the degree of I think Sony is taking a more traditional stance mm-hmm. uh, as far as their you know console release playbook goes, whereas Xbox or Microsoft is very clearly uh, doubling down on the sort of modular, you know console family is going to be different skews moving forward mm-hmm. through theirs is definitely Infinity. the more consumer friendly approach.
1: absolutely yeah so I, so far as we know i
4: wouldn't be surprised to see sony come out and be like hey you should buy the ps5 because you get to play this and only right. this and the <laughs> ps5 but i don't know if that's necessarily the right way to go because mm-hmm. if the ps5 comes out at four to five hundred dollars uh you know what's the percentage of your ps5 Sorry, PS Five. What's your percentage of your PS Four install base that's going to be able to make that jump to play that new game? Right. And I'm asking a question that's been asked forever because this is how consoles have always been sold. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I, now we're in a new we're in a new age it, now.
1: Yeah. And it, so the really smart thing too is Microsoft is looking at this like cell phones, right? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like whenever you get a new iteration of an iPhone out. Yeah, I expect that OS to be on my iPhone later. If you have an iPhone, I don't have an iPhone. But at some at some point, that video game
4: says only compatible with uh, iOS 4. Eventually,
1: yeah, Yeah. it says, "Oh, I can't get this anymore because it's too old." But it does last for a few years, and I think it's valid Mm. for people to want to hang on to their older devices and just keep those for a while, and then make the upgrade when they're ready.
4: I use mine as an iPod now. Wow. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Always keep a backup phone just in case yours breaks
4: i hope that we I feel like you have a move. burner so now like you've got this secret double life
1: don't worry about it i'm
3: i pers- i'm personally pretty happy that we're moving towards this you, you always can play your games going forward at least on the xbox mm-hmm. side we'll see what sony ends up doing yeah. because then i don't have to hold on to the old tech like all my saves transfer all my games transfer we did end up moving mostly to a digital industry i know some people out there still like their discs and physical editions but yeah. I don't know if it's San Francisco, the small spaces, or what, but I just Probably. want to get rid of as much physical Purge. things as I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also
4: because you're yeah. in your 30s. so
3: <laughs> Well, so. I just I have a lot of stuff that I've just had, mm-hmm. and I don't use it. I don't yeah. look at it. It's not on display or anything. I just want it out of the house. People I, keep buying me Funko Pops, and I'm like, Please.
2: <laughs> these. I have nothing to do with them. I just yeah. put them in a closet. So I
1: think that's like the thing for me with physical game copies is I only want the physical edition if it's like one of my most favorite games. Yeah. That is it. Otherwise, I don't need it in my space. Yes. It's too much... I
4: am in the exact same boat at the beginning of last generation, the 360 generation. I'm like, why would you ever want to not own what you own? That's insanity. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I will literally buy a discless Xbox as soon as it is. Yeah. (laughs) Like Like at the top of uh, in parity with the Series X. I
1: mean, you think about it, like how many times do you actually go back to those old games that are not your most cherished and beloved games? Mm -hmm. Like, I still have my Fusion Frenzy disc and yeah. i will always have it yeah. and i will play it eventually maybe with my children who knows but like i won't get rid of that because it's something that means a lot to me and like if i have you know a copy of i don't know i can't but at it. that point it's because a just...
4: sentimental heirloom yeah. rather mm-hmm. than a mm-hmm. disc used for functional video game playing
1: right so it's just like oh yes i have this copy of dark souls but do i need to use it when i already have it downloaded mm-hmm. no so yeah. I just that's the just
4: thing is things. i've got a i've got a stack of halo collector's editions about that yeah. tall yeah. The Halo Reach one in particular is that thick. Yeah,
1: and I feel bad about that because I love my Halo Collector's Edition stuff, but I have it all digital now. It's in a box I mean, in my basement, in and I'm like, one.
4: maybe someone would love this more than I do, or maybe you could melt down the plastic and <laughs> and use it to make something that is actually useful rather
0: than,
1: yeah. than
4: just a a you know jewel case sitting in my basement. But you know, on, on, here we are. <laughs> on sorry, can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. On um
3: owning and purchasing a Series X, though. I'm really excited about Xbox and the Xbox brand. This is the first time I don't know if I'll get the console on day one. I almost didn't want to say that on the show because I have a a really powerful (laughs) PC. And I'm like, they're always going to look best on this platform. Mm. So I don't know that I need the console immediately, especially because I have an Xbox One X and I have a really great PC. At some point I, I will get a series x i just don't know if i'll be like an early adopter
1: yeah but That's
4: we fair. we we were founders edition friends for the longest time with yeah. the xbox one
1: i'll be your f- new friend okay
4: yeah founders edition. i don't know you're <laughs> out miranda's in now that that Bye. mood could change but <laughs> dude it, we totally, to will. it totally will it totally will i'm gonna get you caught in three, month, the three month. months yeah. before that console drops you're gonna be like oh i made so you, many bad decisions
1: <laughs> dustin are you gonna not be in our console unboxing video
4: well at
3: ign i'll probably get one to unbox for no no only
1: if it's yours well
3: yeah (laughs) to to preface that also i can check out a console at work and take it home
1: sure yeah that's that is a very nice thing we have here is that you can sometimes check out a console if we have enough in the office
3: so like when i play god of war for example Mm -hmm. i checked out the pro and i brought it home and yeah
1: Yeah, that's true Well, you totally derailed my transition. Sorry. That's totally fine. Um, So we want to talk up about next... The Halo TV series has some like rumblings in the news. Yeah. Um, I did say that we, like Master Chief gets a new do, but it's like your do is a hair, and like we don't, we actually don't know what his hair looks like. Mm. So I'm just picturing Porn that.
4: Stash from Orange is the New Black.
1: Oh. If he has
3: a mustache, okay, I'm let not me, watching the show. Let, let me,
4: let me add context in case you don't know what I'm talking about, because like that is kind of jarring if you're not. Uh, Pablo Shriver, the, the actor who is playing the Master Chief. Mm. Uh, I get. I think his first real big break was a character in Orange Is the New Black, the Netflix series, mm-hmm. named oh. Pornstache, because he had a mustache that looked like a 70s porn star, and mm. he was a total doofus jerk mm. in that show. He's um, one of the guards, right? Yeah, he is. He was sort of like the main guard in the first three seasons.
2: Yeah, that's see, that's the only Pretty. seasons of that show I watched. Now, yeah, uh, me too.
1: <laughs> now he's gonna be like the once, main.
4: Once my partner stopped sounds, caring, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that sounds familiar. Okay. Um, yeah, and then he went on to be in uh, American, American Gods, Gods that's yeah, what I know. which uh, I really, really liked him in, and now I am a hundred percent team Pablo. Wow.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now he's gonna be the guard of humanity. Yes. in This Halo TV series. I hope
4: we see his face. We I know this might be a this might be a, <laughs> might be a contentious <laughs> opinion, but i'm with i'm with miranda nah
1: no we don't need to see it's his hard face. i want to see
3: his face because it's like yeah it's the same face. thing with the mandalorian it's, it's like not, I know, don't,
1: don't I spoil anything for mandalorian by the way just because it is new. is
2: i'm not spoiling anything i'm i've only watched the first episode Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Perfect. but i know who's
4: under that mask mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to see pedro <laughs> like, <laughs> but we'll, we'll yeah we won't I, get to see him what's the point right what's the point of hiring we know uh pedro has incredible acting shops. Right. We know Pablo has incredible acting chops. What's the point of putting them under a helmet if you but, know they're not going to be able? Like you get to hear him, and I'm like, not, that sounds like Pedro Pascal. But like, like Master but Chief is supposed to be seven and, and a half feet tall. Him. Why not just go by? Why not go? You know, hire a, a dude from Norway that's you know seven and a half feet tall, like the mountain. And have someone Thrones? Or yeah,
1: I was actually thinking about that, and I think it would have been. Well, a that, thing that
4: was too. a big thing in the Mandalorian. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just a stuntman under there, and Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal How does the O. But it's not. That's not the case.
1: Yeah. I mean... I want to see his face. I, I, I think, don't. Sorry.
3: I think your
4: motions and mannerisms
3: <laughs> and the subtle stuff you can do with body language... There's go, body acting, does, sure. ...does go a long way.
1: Especially for Chief. Like, that's such a yeah. huge thing for him. And I think uh, if you do watch Mandalorian, they achieve that really well, too. Yeah. It's just a guy in a suit of armor, and you can, you can do a lot with that. Yeah, um, I don't... So this news specifically is um, from a press event that Showtime is putting on. The TCAs are happening, so yeah. there's like a lot of different cool news coming out. And so for Showtime... Press got their first look at the Halo TV series version of Master Chief. And so, Chief is in it.
3: This actually tells us a lot. Well, yeah, they said yeah. they're going to follow
1: Chief and they're mm-hmm. going to do all this stuff. So, they have like some ideas what's going to happen. Um, so, our own David Griffin says show- Showtime's president of entertainment, Gary Levine, revealed the behind closed doors image, and we're happy to report that Master Chief looks fantastic. Probably looks like Master Chief is, but I'd assume. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. curious, like, which, which version which of his armor. Yeah. Um, Mjolnir.
4: Mjolnir? So- <laughs> meow Meow <laughs> 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 which, which Meow. Meow Meow. Which Meow armor? Aww. Meow, Meow Mark V. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Levine assured everyone that Shriver was indeed the man behind the Chief's helmet, so confirming so, that he is yeah. acting this mm-hmm. character.
4: And also confirming the picture was with a helmet on.
1: Right. So, in the costume, rather than a stunt man, speculation also did, like, we talked with the Mandalorian with Pablo. Uh, the photo shows Chief seated alone on a ship. Everything from Schreiber's detailed costume to the inside of the vessel feels very authentic to the Halo video game franchise, which is again from our very own David Griffin. That's important. Yes, like we want to mm. make sure. It's super authentic. important because the
4: the the visual aesthetic of Halo is so unique and mm-hmm. so iconic now. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you come, you know, you bring if you bring an energy sword. And it looks like a flim- flimsy piece of, yeah, <laughs> you know, plexigl- Plastic, plexiglass, yeah. like spray painted with a gradient blue, and CG <laughs> electricity going around about it. The one we have in the office I'm gonna run. <laughs> no, yeah, I am. I'm gonna run.
1: I like to think that Showtime does a good job.
4: Probably. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I can't.
1: I only watch Twin Peaks, so I'm that's my, my at, like, big Showtime last, thing.
4: The last high-profile Showtime show? I have no idea. Yeah.
3: I don't I mean, enough it's, TV. it's a little
1: up in the air with them, I guess.
4: Yeah.
3: Knowing he's on a pelican and that he's obviously wearing the suit. It's it's yeah. nice to know that we're gonna get a a look at the evolution of the combat in the series. Yeah. <laughs> So they're that's to for like to three people. <laughs> oh my goodness! Terrible
4: joke. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm off the show forever.
1: So, wow, that's bad. Like, I gotta
4: go. I'm really excited for Halo 2.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, uh, so continuing on this news really reaching. quickly before we continue oh. talking about it. Oh my God! Both of you, get out of here. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. Um, so Le- Levine did not give an update on their first quarter 2021 release, which was like kind of the r- window that was announced in 2019. But they did say, say that production is underway in Budapest.
4: Oh, cool. Hungary. I'm really excited about that. That's, that's neat. Yeah.
1: I don't know anything um, about I think that, that'll be
4: a cool location to give them a lot of... What, what it makes me think is like we're going to see... <clears throat> Some sort of combat on Earth, but like in mm. those old archaic ruins, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd like, be
1: weird, like in a castle. Well, yeah, <laughs>
4: sort of in a castle, but I'm thinking more like um Halo Two, mm. like the first couple of missions where yeah. you're on new Mambasa, I want to say. They'll be shooting in the rocks or something, though. Like
3: near yeah. mountains. Yeah. I
4: hope something.
1: not.
3: Then
4: why not... go? Why go to Hungary? You know. I
1: don't know locations. It's it's, it's kind of weird because we don't. <laughs> they know. have rocks everywhere <laughs> else. <is> yes. true. <laughs> they have some gre- some green. Yeah. Some greener. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. May, yeah, maybe they're – I don't know the location that well, but maybe I, they have yeah, a lot of – uh, well. you call them biomes when you're playing games, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. different looking. Different environmental environmental yeah. stuff. Just giving them a lot of yeah. – Just go to New Zealand then.
1: So there's, the same? Yeah, so not a whole lot known. Hopefully they'll show that – a photo of the Master Chief soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very – I don't know, that's like a simple thing to show. Obviously, there's a high expectations for it, but yeah, it's, yeah. I think, hard to get that wrong. I wonder if they like, you were guys like, have gauging. money so you can get the armor right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not
4: that I wonder if they're a gauging video. reaction, yeah. Yeah,
1: and my biggest question is like, what does the ship look like? How authentic does it look? That's more of where I could see that be deviating from what we know. I just want it to be Otherwise, practical. To be fine.
4: Yeah. I want them to use as many props Absolutely. and pieces as they can. I don't want pelicans to be CG because CG even if yeah. it's beautiful CG, like during one frame the lighting isn't quite right and you can tell and it
3: well did you feel like not to be
4: a not to be that guy but like it kind of takes you out of
3: it it does do you feel the cg used in mandalorian took you out of it or did you think they hit a good spot um i don't know i have a
4: lot of problems with mandalorian yeah um i I I don't as well i don't think (laughs) i don't think the cg was really one of them there's a there's a particularly woolly rhinoceros in there that i thought looked good but there were Mm -hmm. moments where you could tell yeah um I yeah. think that's
3: about the level that you can expect for the Halo TV series. Uh, my wife and I love Mandalorian. Yeah. Mm. Like,
4: we look forward to every episode that comes on. And- Star Wars has always been more practical than and C- I'm not talking about the prequels because that is a different philosophy entirely. But Star Wars has always been more practical. So I hope they take that approach.
0: Yeah. Um, the think. Witcher
4: was the same way. The Witcher had a lot of practical stuff as well. A yeah. L- lot of CGI, but a lot did of you, practical Did you like Witcher more? Than Mandalorian? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. did. You I too. Oh, somebody hit me up on Twitter asking my thoughts on The Witcher. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Um, yeah. There were a couple of hokey moments where I thought I was watching Zeno or Hercules, but. Oh, sure. Witcher. I'm going to watch it. Two thumbs up. Uh, soon. I'm, so. Oh,
2: yeah. full, well, full transparency. I only watched the first two episodes of Mandalorian. and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I got really bored. But The Witcher was great. There. Bless thank you, you.
4: thank there, you Excuse there there were a couple there were a, a couple episodes of Mandalorian <laughs> where I also thought it was like a xeno or Hercules problem of the week like there's a there's a training the farmers montage And I'm like all right so, I'm, I'm
3: out
1: so bring this back to you a little bit yeah. are you guys are any of you excited for the show or yeah
3: absolutely I am I guess I'm fatigued by the lead up hey look here's an image hey we're talking about the show again I'm like give me something a little bit more tangible
1: yeah at I, this point I agree it's like there's just so much well it's happening still <laughs> it's like can you Will? just can you show us something like give us like a mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. release like show us when you guys are ready to actually show a lot of things and not just you know there's some news
4: Jesus. do we have a date
3: do we no. even have a date we
1: just have a release windows first quarter of 2021
4: okay mm. so, uh yeah
1: you guys i agree with you
4: i think not really. i think the the hype lead up has been kind of but again this is this is in halo's dna now anytime you try to bring halo to the Screen. Big or small screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's failed it so many times. So at this point, I'm just like, yeah, if it happens, cool. If not, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. be surprised.
1: Well, I don't know. I've liked some of the animated stuff I don't really see I'm always that person's like I don't see a need for a live action thing when this other thing we have is so cool and has a mm. lot of value to it, especially when you're not telling us se- like a new story. It's just revisiting things that we've already done so many times yeah. and like have seen in different ways so many times. That's like, what's the point? Like, why don't you try to use this to like expand your universe and do something really cool? Because you want to have Master Chief, I guess. And like, that's yeah, that's fine. And
4: you also want to make the fans happy. Right. Yeah. Like, you. I mean, everyone want, has different opinions. You want people that, who loves Halo to show up and right. see Halo.
1: I mean, yeah. I'd watch if it wasn't Master Chief, but really, oh, of course. I think I'd be more interested if it weren't the chief because we know the story, we know what happens with him.
4: I don't think it's, I don't think it's the events of any of the games, right?
1: I don't know exactly if they've talked specifically about what this through thought, line is in the I plot. Maybe, like Cortana's there for sure.
4: Maybe I'm wrong, Cortana's but yeah, I thought it was around Alls the events of Harvest. I don't know. First like contact. First contact. The first plan to get glass. Yeah. I don't. He, he
3: know. doesn't. He has a suit though when did he get molniya 1 like i'm not sure yeah it also I, did at I, the end I, of the show no cuz they were augmented and he was there for the the glassing then so
4: yeah i don't know but i i do know that for the teaser i want <clears throat> i want a compound in the middle of a remote village blood everywhere usnc usnc soldiers torn apart just all over the ground blaster plasma marks burn marks everywhere And then everyone's like, all the UNSC soldiers are afraid to go inside the building, right? Mm. And they're all shaking. And then a pelican comes, and the chief drops 20 feet and just does one of those, like, cheesy superhero landings, (laughs) but not (laughs) cheesy. I want it to be really cool. Impactful. And then I want him to, like, throw his assault rifle over his shoulder and take two steps, and the door goes, right, and opens. And it's just (laughs) pitch black. And then you hear him breathing, and it's very quiet. And then you hear, and an energy sword lights up and you see the energy sword walk closer and then like the Predator reveal, an elite like sort of comes into frame, uh, you know, like materializes out of his cloak and uh, Master Chief just goes and then that's the end of the teaser. <laughs> you wanna do any like, have you, have you, like oh and I was going I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say uh, just right this second, I oh, had wow, a lot of coffee amazing. this morning, so <laughs> I'm amazing. seeing everything. Uh, but yeah, I might I might wanna it's hear something. like a woot, 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 you yeah, know?
0: <laughs> or ah oh, demon
4: <laughs> something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have nothing great. against That'd like, be awesome.
4: This production, I'm just
2: not usually big on like TV. I'm a Star Wars fan. I was not excited for Mandalorian one bit. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. But you liked Witcher. Yeah, that was just because I was on Christmas break and Netflix is anywhere. And I was like, let's start watching The Witcher in our hotel room. And then we watched the first couple episodes and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I'm yeah. not against TV. I just don't really get excited for it. And the mandalorian kind of proved why yeah. I, yeah I just kind of was like eh,
4: i'm not into this okay good i'm just to
1: say i guess we'll, a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. i was just gonna I was go, gonna go the on a tangent thing.
4: but yeah yeah let's let's keep it channel the spirit of ryan and keep things focused yeah it's <laughs> what?
1: like what? i what can walk? feel him like looming over me He's like what move if it <laughs> comes
4: out and it's exactly what you just described
0: Woo. <laughs> Then
4: they, those I, then they have to yeah. hire you. Then you can send the royalty check to four four zero. Like right now at Showtime, they're just like No. No. Nobody <laughs> nobody from Showtime knows who we are.
1: You never know.
4: Uh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, we I w-
3: had Kumail Nanjiani on the show that one time. Yeah. Somebody,
4: somebody watches Unlock. That's true. And I, I will say the first episode of any TV show is super important. Because I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, I was lukewarm. And I watched the first episode of The Witcher, and I was kind of lukewarm. I was like, oh, man, this is going to suck, isn't it? And then you get to the fight scene in the alley where he does all the sword play. And I was like, nope, I'm on board. This is going to be great. <laughs> Uh, I didn't feel that with the Mandalorian, so you do. I think you really do need that powerful punctuation. What? That
1: last minute, before it was spoiled, was great in Mandalorian. I
4: don't even remember what it is. It's when they I like show that, uh, the
2: thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still skating around
3: the
1: fact even though that everyone knows what it is.
3: is I, I'm very surprised you guys don't like Mandalorian, because I really like it. It's basically a lone wolf. Anyway. Cop. Yeah. Yes. Forb was <laughs> over there giving us a thumbs
1: up. I know. I'm just like, guys. <laughs> Let's ram back in. And we're going to talk about some agree.
3: Mandalorians. Not. Okay.
1: Game <laughs> delays, Mark. Complicated
3: like we keep delaying this segment. Yeah,
0: true. <laughs>
3: game uh, delays.
1: Yeah. So next up, uh, we have some game delays because. I, I don't know. I'm actually very mad about this, mostly because they're ruining my plans. Whoa. One's a little delay. Reasons. One's a
4: pretty big delay. Yeah, so we're okay. That supposed to plan my life around video games if they keep moving. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I
3: mean, that's I have, her job. That is yeah. my job. I'm yeah. a, like a yeah. big
1: old project manager. I have so much to manage here. Anyway, so the big news for us, at least, I think for mm-hmm. now, is that Marvel's Avengers was delayed. So it went from, let's see, was it May 15th?
0: Yeah. Moved mm-hmm. all
1: the way to September 4th. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. So we're going to have a long time until you're going to get to play that, which is kind of a bummer because I feel like this is, if you were interested, would be like a fun thing to play over the summer and really get into mm -hmm, because it is a more of game as a service sort of deal.
3: They're also in the uh, Destiny window of releases. Destiny, Mm -hmm. like big content dumps or content expansions usually hit in September. Right. So... So, now they're going to go head-to-head with Avengers.
1: Right. So the quote on this is, when we set out to bring you our vision from Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op, and compelling content for years to come. Reads the announcement. That's from our story. Um, to that end, we will spend this additional t- development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the highest standards our fans expect and deserve. Yeah. yeah cool. This, cool. this, this was one of those
2: mornings where I... Typical millennial woke up, got my phone, got on Twitter, uh, and I, I look, and a, a lot of people are complaining about uh, Final Fantasy VII getting delayed, and I'm like, "Oh man, that sucks." And I go to the site to see, like, I wanted to see how many comments were on the news story, and on the front of our site, Mar- Marvel's Avengers delayed. And I'm like, "What
4: is happening? <laughs> <laughs> is this happening to all the video games? Do they all agree?" Yes,
1: yeah, so we have like a, we still have a pretty solid release window for these first few months, but like seeing stuff get pushed is a little bit final tough
3: final fantasy's new date is really bad so yeah so final fantasy
1: 7 which is not gonna come to xbox for some time it is as uh, some box art said like a timed exclusive until next year um so that got pushed back a month from march 3rd to april 10th so now it's six days six days before cyberpunk Uh, this this was the big thing that threw the biggest wrench in my plans like how dare you
4: at least you're before cyberpunk there's, I mean, some, there's something that's something before he, it too.
3: Grace. Do you know the game that's before um, Final yeah, Fantasy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like uh, Resident Crossing Evil Three remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So We got two remakes in a row, and then Cyber wait, one.
2: which one? Oh, Resident Evil Three.
1: Yeah, so, so it's, it's just Resident Evil
3: Three. You could probably do that in a week, right? <laughs> then you have Final Fantasy, <laughs> and then Cyberpunk.
1: Hey, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> just take March off. Just take March off. Well,
3: April. No, April. Now. No,
1: April. April yeah. now. Yeah. What if we just take both off anyway?
3: March for Animal Crossing, right? At least we have like a whole
1: month for Doom Eternal. Doom. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's just so much coming out these, this fall, and like seeing that get crammed even further into April was just not... A
4: very wise person said 2020 has no chill. So, um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Can
3: any you know, of those games go back and just release in February? That would help me out.
1: Yeah, that would be, oh, be great.
4: Yeah. <laughs> February's got... Yeah. Oh, no, that's yeah. May. May 29th.
1: Yeah, so that's that's a lot further away. Yeah, if a game just um, came out like tomorrow, so, that'd be cool. Right, so my question is with that, with the timed exclusive on Final Fantasy VII being pushed is like does that push the release date for when that'll be on other systems like, right does that play does that me,
2: is that year starting at the original or, like, is it or, or does it now it? get delayed yeah
1: so i'm really interested to see that if that shifts at all if we have any messaging on it just mostly because i do I want to have it no the idea Xbox. it's likely a
3: year it's probably from I ma- from yeah what, yeah i, say I say imagine like the biz just says
4: release i imagine the biz dev deal is a year from publish yeah
1: yeah, yeah if that's a contract rather than yeah that specific day right right that does change things Legally. Yeah.
4: Who knows? Um but I think Avengers, Crystal, you do you. It's gonna be a better game in September. I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with this and I think it's smart because you're not you're not I mean, if Avengers is going to be a game as a service, you're not vying for um player base with Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. You are yeah,
1: only it was only a month out. So like I mean I don't think people are gonna be done with Cyberpunk within yeah, a
4: month. I agree, I agree. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Uh you're not uh, you're coming out after potentially a summer blockbuster. I, I'm not 100% sure about Marvel's release, but when is the Black Widow movie coming out?
0: May? Yeah.
4: Perfect. Okay, you come out after that. Because right now, Endgame is, or or The Avengers, is over, right? Like, that hype that has been sort of building is done. Uh, so now you, you're you going to have another Marvel movie coming out, which is, is going to help, and the game is going to be better for it. It's going to be polished.
1: Yeah, that's my always... Th- oh, go ahead.
4: Yeah, my only thing is uh, competing with the
3: base that would largely be playing avengers the window they were in was really good nothing's happening really in destiny right now so that was a really good window and now they're right up against when interest will be at an all-time high so you're competing for market share in the yeah. space that's the only challenge i see them running into but we'll see what happens but i
4: i think that those kind of games are well suited for that for for coexisting with one another because destiny you know how like anytime an expansion comes out you play it for a week or two yeah. like Mm-hmm. Like a zealot. And then, you know, you finish all the content and you move on to something else and go back every week to do your dailies or, yeah. or drop your raid. And I think Avengers is going to, you know, after the original story is done, it's going to fall into that same sort of category.
1: Yeah. And I think specifically with how Marvel's Avengers is going to play is so different from what Destiny does as a shooter. So I think mm-hmm. there's going to be that different split anyway of like, oh, this is more of my style of gameplay anyway. So I wouldn't have it gone to Destiny. I, I think uh, we'll Avengers see.
3: will have a larger. Well, it has the potential to have a larger install base because it has um, it's more a- name recognition. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a mm-hmm. super popular Avengers. license. Yeah, right.
4: It's I think probably one of the most popular licenses around right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's 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 a fresh game. If it if it were competing against Destiny three, I think they then then maybe they could be in trouble. Yeah. where Destiny Might expansions are, <laughs> are a little. Yeah. You know.
4: I don't even know, man, because every kid, you know seven years old up Mm -hmm. through 35 45 50 knows avengers right a lot of those people 50 year old kids (laughs) (laughs) we're all all going to be 50 year old kids if you work in this industry you're a kid it's fine
1: so also this is coming out september 4th so it's like kind of a weird time Mm -hmm. like it's just at the end of summer it's the beginning of the fall season like i think it's going to be in a good space where not a lot is going to be coming out at that time yeah
3: the same day i think oh wow yeah
1: well, I guess we will. see It's what always happens. weird to
2: think like no Cyberpunk at E3, no Final Fantasy at E3, no Last of Us at E3, all that stuff, right? But it's like, well, we'll definitely see more Marvels, Avengers. At E3.
0: <laughs> but that's what's that so maybe, yeah. done, that's you
4: know? what's so exciting though is now you're at this point where the heavy hitters that we've been watching for three years, Death Stranding's not there, Cyberpunk's not there, right? It's weird. Last of Us Two is not there. Death
1: Stranding wasn't there last
4: year either. It's true. True. Uh-huh. That's true. That's uh-huh. true. Is it? That's true.
1: Yeah. That's right. It wasn't, wasn't there. Oh yeah,
4: because they didn't. They they did the big reveal at Gamescom. But point is all these big heavy hitters that we've been you know, the Sony playbook where you announce something four years before it comes out mm-hmm. and you drop feed information, now. they're all gone. So now what? Okay. Now what do we see? I'm excited. It'll be it'll be time to like show off actual new games. <laughs> I just want a teaser from the initiative. Please just you tell us what you're it. working I, but, they're you know, still hiring like key positions so i don't know they keep seeing on twitter they're like we're hiring them. yeah it's a senior technical director i'm like that sounds important they'll give
1: you a very minor minor tease of like the tone they're going for I
4: like, would, atmosphere. I, i'd be fine with that just don't give me like a metroid prime logo i don't care
1: i just wish that,
3: that hellblade tease mm. was excellent oh dude yeah. excellent
4: i know
1: i really wish we could That's get scary. The- Gears, Gears Six. I want, I want the teas. I think we're, I think we're for, far out. From yeah. That. Probably next year. I think too close to 5. Yeah. It'll be right. next year.
4: Well, we are. Is that going to still be before Tactics is out? Gears Tactics.
2: No, Gears Tactics it's is
1: out uh, this summer, isn't eight? it? This summer. Think I forget, forget exactly which day. They wouldn't do an it. was expansion
3: early. or like anything like that, would they,
1: Miranda? Probably not. Because right? Gears no, usually
3: no, get I don't DLC. So. I don't no, they, but they, they doing they all their maps their
1: stuff. They do online stuff.
3: Well, there was Gears One, Two, Three, and there was like that Judgment. Judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Baird. Yeah, that's Gears the only Baird never did. I hope they never do that again, personally. But
1: yeah. Yeah. So Gears <laughs> Tactics. Oops. Sorry. April 28th. I was like, been okay. forever. It's April or May. So yeah. So the, I'm, the the yeah? Last, I'm actually excited
3: for Gears Tactics. i love, me love me common stuff. So. Mm-hmm. So the
4: last of the three Gears games will be out by then.
1: Yeah. Hmm. We'll see.
4: I'm curious. Oh. Yep, let's see some Fable.
1: Yeah. Man, you missed last last week. We were just spouting a both.
4: I don't know that I missed it. No, I'm just joking. I, was, I hey, missed you. I was I'm bummed fine. that I wasn't here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, I think we're also kind of coming to the end of our show. I don't want to go too, too long because then someone's going to yell at us. I know. Sorry, producer. Borba
4: literally has his head in his
1: hand. <laughs> yeah. And so since uh, we did have a loot box, but we're going to hold it off again until next week. So thank you guys for writing. And of course, you can keep sending those in to Ryan. Uh... Unlocked at ign.com, I think is the it's email. Unlocked
2: at IGN. Yep. Com.
1: Yeah, so I think that's uh, we can send them in. And of course, we're going to wait on trivia because none of us can judge that because we're, all, we're all tied. We are all tied because we all got it wrong last week. So uh, we're... Did you really?
4: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, clean slate.
1: Yeah, we're Every- even everybody's
4: at zero still. I'm trying really hard to like, attend more shows this year so I'm not 20 <laughs> points behind at the
3: I end. I
1: already have some time that I know I have to take off, so I'm worried. I'm going to be Dustin. That's my only goal. I just got to uh, beat you.
3: Oh my! <laughs> I'd like to
1: win. I would really love to win, but I just want to beat you. Yeah, just we'll try.
3: Do it fair and square. And of course, take the trophy. I
1: never, I never cheat. No, no, no. We no. never do that. I never would. Yeah, that's awful. That, it's too funny. That sounds exactly like what a
2: cheater would care. say. I tried giving Miranda my points last year. And they didn't allow. It. <laughs> she tries that, too. I, I tried to do that for I'll, Atlanta
1: one year. I'll People never got really have mad.
3: Points too. <laughs> I thought you had it for a while because like I, I was so almost, busy at the end of the year there. and
4: yeah. We anyway, should, we should do it like Dave and Buster's. We'll just all pool our tickets together mm-hmm. and then buy the statue and and <laughs> just you know break it up. Well, we'll split wow. custody. <laughs> I get it every
3: Monday and Wednesday. There you go. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, Desmond, what do you got going on?
3: Well, uh, at IGN, I'm working on, like, new shows and new initiatives that we're starting. But on my personal channels, you can now find me over at twitch.tv Destin or mixer.com slash Destin. I was able to just get my name, which is really, really nice. And I have a new logo package that I had designed by this team called Get Rec Labs. They do really, really great animations and such. And I'm really happy with how it came out.
1: Congrats. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. Brandon. Hi.
4: Hi. Um, hey. <laughs> hey, Hi, I'm very tired. I was up really late writing. Uh, to that point, uh, all month long, we've been doing a IGN first deep dive into Disintegration, super cool new sci-fi shooter coming out of V1 Interactive up in Seattle, from Marcus Leto and his team. You know, Marcus Leto being one of the co-founders and uh, one of the original creators of Master Chief and Halo, so some cool ties there. Uh, today, we put up a piece on the main antagonist of the game, a character named Black Shuck. Oh, he's a real spirit, real spooky dude. Um, so yeah, you can check that out uh, later this week. We'll have some more cool information. I can't talk about just yet, uh, but if you missed any of the other coverage, I have a full hands-on preview. We've got like 30 minutes of gameplay up, uh, a bunch of behind the scenes screenshots. So what I'm trying to tell you is go check out our IGN first on disintegration. <laughs> it is a, uh, its uh it has been a good one so far.
1: Please do. And Mark?
4: At Mark underscore Medina on
2: Twitter. Yeah, we've been doing this really cool thing where we've been covering speedruns for years, but now we're doing this thing where we're taking the speedruns and giving them to the developers, and the developers are doing commentary over them. Yeah. And it's super insightful. Uh, we just put a new one up. Uh, Remedy did a commentary on Control. Ooh. And it's super funny because a lot of people think that developers would watch a speedrun and be like, we need to fix this, we need to fix that, whatever. Yeah. Instead, they were like... Uh, we put too many conversations. We need we need to make it where they can skip these combos. Uh, there's a combat gate here. We we need to remove this combo gate because we want we want. We want them to be able to get through it faster. So it's really, really funny huh. to watch uh, them kind of be like, we need to break our game more so they can get through this faster. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check that out. It's really They're really, really cool. good.
4: And then after you watch that one, go watch the uh, Outer Worlds one. With, yeah, there's uh, the Outer
2: Worlds. Tim with...
4: Kane and Leonard Boyarski. Yeah. They're yeah. really funny.
2: And they're... They, they they, were completely blind to it. And they're like, what? Why is he jumping over that fence? <laughs> we didn't design it that way. Oh. But it's really, really cool.
1: Awesome. Um, and for me, you can find me at Havoc Grows and that's Havoc with a K on Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much everywhere else. I'm in the middle of moving, but after oh. I move, I'm oh. very excited. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, I will actually probably also start streaming like Destin. Cool. But I'm going to stream Dota. Don't stream
4: like Destin. Yeah. Be
3: yourself. No,
1: I am. I'm gonna stream Dota with my little Don't sister. Don't say BAM. <laughs> I try no, I won't swear. say BAM. Okay. I swear a lot though.
3: Oh yeah. It's a secret. Oh, you do actually. Yeah. That's right. It's he a does. secret.
1: It's <laughs> off the air. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna start streaming Dota 2 with my little sister because she wants to learn. So awesome. if you want to learn oh, Dota, Dota, you can maybe watch along and learn some stuff too. <laughs> yes. Um, also, please, as far as IGN things go, check out our E3 2020 wiki because it is that time Dude, already. No, <laughs> it is
4: not. It's
1: usually supposed it's to be. January. Usually, it's supposed to be late February is when yeah. I start doing it. Yeah certainly this year now
4: that event season never ends hey we're already <laughs> talking about gamescom yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that we're gonna go to more work so thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll be back next week black Hat bye
2: black Shuck. what black, was his name black, <laughs>
1: black Shuck. <laughs> no.
4: Hey folks, I'm Yen. And I'm Nat. And we're the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are Sans knowledge.
0: Comic Sans is a show for people who know nothing about comics, like me. And
4: people who love them, like me, and want to learn more about them. What makes you an authority on comic books? I read them, write them, live them, breathe them. What makes you the authority on knowing nothing? Honestly, Yen, two seasons in, I actually know a little more than I used to. You're welcome. The reason for that is that every episode I make Nat read one of my favorite comics like Daredevil Saga or This One Summer And then he tells me what makes that comic so special And then I hear what Nat thinks and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism While I actively try to give him one You can listen to the second season of Comics Hands now With new episodes every two weeks Wherever you get your podcasts You know, Yen, I think I know so much about comics now that this might have to be our last season Nat, there will forever be more comic than you will ever know What does that even mean? I don't know, it sounds profound though Right?